Well, my mom used to say, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You want to see your future? Let me introduce you to some of the people that are going to be running this country if Joe Biden becomes president of the United States. Uh, it's, uh, it's a pretty fight- frightening thing, especially the guy who's going to be in charge of, you know, our global media, Voice of America, Radio Free Europe, all of that. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to the guy who is currently in charge of all of that. And then I'll introduce you to the new guy who's in charge of all of that. Uh, a stark difference. Show me your friends and I will show you your future. I'll introduce you to a friend of mine in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, there's nothing that ruins the good old holiday spirit than looking down at your dashboard and seeing the check engine light. You're like, if you're, you know, you think positive, it's red. And that's a green light in front of me. I feel like Christmas still. It's been a rough year uh, for 2020. 2021, I think, is going to continue this pattern. The last thing we need are the stress of car repairs. If you have Car Shield, like I do, you don't have to worry about car repairs. You don't. I have. I have uh, two trucks up at the farm, and and uh, they're old beaters, and I want to drive them till the doors fall off, but you can't. Because you have a chip go and it's it's three, four, five thousand dollars. And so you gotta go buy a new one. Well, I'm covered with car shield. So when those things happen, they pay for it. And I'm gonna drive those trucks till the doors fall off, as as it should be. Don't dread car repairs. With Car Shield, you'll have the peace of mind. Get coverage today. See why Car Shield cars do go further. Call 800 665 2157. Mention the promo code Beck or go to carshield.com. Use the promo code Beck. Deductible may apply. It's carshield.com. So we have uh, had this gentleman on before. His name is Michael Pack. Uh, he's the guy who did the documentary in January um, called Created Equal, the Clarence Thomas in his own words. I don't know if you saw that documentary, but it was it was fantastic. Well, he is uh, he's now the CEO of the U.S. Agency for Global Media. Uh, I think you uh, you joined them, Michael. When were you sworn in in June of this year? In June, and after two. waiting for three years and three months from when the White House first asked me to serve. So Jeez. it was a long time. And it's not going to be a long time in that seat, uh, I imagine, because, uh, well, first of all, tell me, tell me what the what U.S. global media even is. What's, what's this agency do? What are you in charge of? Well, I'm in charge of the five international broadcasting networks, the Voice of America, Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty, Middle East Broadcasting, Radio Free Asia, and the Office of Cuba Broadcasting. Together, they reach an an audience around the world of 350 million people in 62 languages. So it's a big operation and very significant, and and its its mission is significant. Its mission is to... um, Tell America's story, uh, bring the news and the objective truth to people where, where that is not permitted, like China and North Korea, and to promote American ideas and values when they're under attack, especially in a, a renewed attack, especially from enemies like China, North Korea, 
Iran, Russia. So it's an important mission, an important agency. And I have striven in my six months there to get them back to that core mission, which they are legally obligated to do. And I have faced intense resistance, like, maybe not surprisingly. Like, well, like, tell me what was going on that Americans should know about. Well, we found, especially in the run-up to the presidential election, lots of instances of bias, even though the these agencies are required by law to be objective and balanced and not represent a single segment of society. For example, the Urdu service, which is supposed to target Pakistan, had on their social media page what can only be described as a Biden ad. It was made up of a Biden ad. It appealed to voters in Michigan, Muslims in Michigan, to vote for for Biden and to swing the state for Biden. And it was a direct appeal to Muslims in Michigan. We found that it had been on the on their social media page for seven days. We finally got them to take it down, only to find that our audio version was on weeks later, and we had to get them to take that down, too. Jeez. And not only was it such an egregious example of bias, but in our efforts to discipline the people responsible, we were accused of you know, violating their First Amendment, violating a firewall that's supposed to not let us manage them. You know, they went to the media. You know, they claimed, you know, uh, you know horrible interference from the Trump administration and, and on like that. And that's just one of, you know, what it's been like for six months in there. Now, we have... Uh... <laughs> We have uh, Richard Stengel uh, coming in, and he's going to be replacing you uh, in, in the next administration, if that's a Biden administration, correct? He is the head of the transition team into my agency. He's rumored to be Biden's candidate to replace me. Um, I've never met him. I mean, in, in keeping with the Washington Post's refusal to cover my agency fairly, there was a piece today in the Post saying that we have refused to cooperate with the transition team, even though I'm scheduled to talk to Mr. Stengel next week, and we've provided hundreds of pages of documents and many, many interviews. But I have not talked to him yet, so um, the, but the transition team is working away. Well, he is the former editor at Time magazine. He served as, uh, as Obama's undersecretary for state, for public diplomacy and public affairs. But what I want to really talk to you about is his view on the First Amendment, because uh, I don't think the First Amendment is what he thinks it is. <laughs> Well, he definitely has these controversial views on the First Amendment, but and I don't understand them. We, our agency especially, should be committed to the First Amendment. In fact, you know, we rest. You know, what we should be communicating is the fundamental principles enshrined in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Those are the things that make America unique, and we need to get those ideas out in the world to combat what the Chinese are saying, what radical Islam is saying, and we need to be defending things like the First Amendment on which we rely. Um, you know, so I. I think, that is, I think that's very important. He has said, as a government official traveling around the world, championing the virtues of free speech, I came to see how our First Amendment standard is an outlier. Damn right. Uh, he wrote, even the most sophisticated Arab diplomats that I dealt with did not understand why the First Amendment allows someone to burn a Koran. Amen. Yes. Oh, the most sophisticated Arab diplomat. You, I mean, we should be defending instead 
He's a guy who is saying we need hate speech laws that that our First Amendment goes too far. I I have let me play the uh, journalist, please. The head of the journalism uh, school of Columbia University. Listen to what he said about Facebook and free speech. You can't uh, get away from the fact that their mission is to connect everybody in the world. That's what motivates Mark Zuckerberg. And it has it's his passion. And he profoundly believes in free speech and you know those of us in journalism uh, have to come to terms with the fact that free speech a principle that we hold sacred is being weaponized against uh, the principles of journalism and what do we do about that I, I just say you know as as reporters we kind of march into this war with our facts uh, nobly shouldered as if they were going to win the day and what we're seeing is that because of the scale of this alternate reality that you've been talking about, our facts, our principles, our scientific method, it isn't enough. Unbelievable. Uh, how do you fight against that, Michael? What can you put in place or what have you put into place, if anything, that can slow this march away from the First Amendment? Well, um I have tried to put I have tried to put things in place in in in, the, in these institutions so that they remain true to their actually fundamentally core mission, which is to tell the objective truth, to promote American ideas, and to represent the administration's views along with criticism. And we have tried to put in new policies. We've cleaned up a huge security failure. There was. Owing to this sort of mismanagement over a 10-year period, we had had reports from two, from the Office of the, the Director of National Intelligence and the Office of Personnel Management that 1,500 of her 4,000 people had not had proper security clearances, including 77 with, um, with uh, confidential and above. And our agency had been filing... Security forms without taking fingerprints, with making up social security numbers after our right to clear people had been revoked, we continue to clear people. So, I've tried to I've fixed this massive security problem, and I've tried to investigate those responsible for it, and and that too is perceived as a kind of witch hunt on the part of the Trump administration. But this is a huge security failure, and that I think is on the way to being fixed and cannot be reversed. That's good news. And, it, and it's very important that these agencies be um, have their security, you know, not lax and not be subject to, you know, you know, the, the influence by foreign intelligence or any other kind of um, bad action. And you know, these security rules are in place for a reason. And in a way, that may seem unrelated to bias, but I think this kind of gross mismanagement, lack of concern about security, is related to a lack of concern about bias and a kind of laissez-faire attitude towards things like bias in the Urdu video and just not reporting both sides. I mean, another example of that is that in the presidential election, there was no mention of the Hunter Biden story, let alone the, the <laughs> effort of Twitter to cover it up. And whatever you think, if you're a you know, Democrat or Republican, it's an important Republican story. And when you're in, supposed to represent all of America, it's an important story to be there. I have, you know, I've only been there six months. I'm trying to put institutions in place, but I actually fear, Glenn, that everything that we've done will be potentially reversed by a new a new group that might come in and how much damage what does that mean for america well 
I, I mean, we need to tell our story. And we have, we, the American people spend close to a billion dollars, over $800 million on these agencies. And it's important. And we, are, we need to win the war of ideas. You understand this better than, as well as anybody else. And this is an instrument of it. I, I actually think, Len, 